from the leading name in biotechnology, Carlos Regenerate. The breakthrough from the Umbrella Corporation. My name is Alice. I work for the Umbrella Corporation. There was an accident, and everybody died. Trouble was, they didn't stay dead. Pursuit of human perfection. Accidents will happen. There's been an incident. How bad is it? We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. Sir, there's something in here. The infection is spreading faster than anyone could have anticipated. Seal the gates. Our men are still out there. Just do it. We're expendable assets just been expended. Now, those left behind <laughs> must battle an enemy that will not die. Who was that? We're gonna need more ammo. Move! I'm good. But I'm not that good. They did something to me. And one corporation, the nemesis is now fully activated, will do everything to bury its dark secret. You know exactly how far Umbrella will go. I used to work for them. I learned the error of my ways. Initiate launch proceedings. There we go. All right. I accidentally clicked the invite. Holy fuck. I'm going to start that all over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I am Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're coming at you with part two of our, uh, I guess, video game movie face off. Yeah. I was literally jumping (laughs) down here and I was listening to our episode because I just finished it again here. I was like, fuck, I didn't even realize that it's two video games. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, this week we're talking about uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Um, I chose this one. Uh, I kind of felt bad choosing a sequel, but I really wanted to see uh, how we thought Nemesis from this movie would match up with uh, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Yep. So um, before we dive into it, I'm doing the only crack tonight because... you're clinky clinky tonight. Yep, I brought uh, the whiskey, but it makes a cool noise, so I will open the bottle. Hey, there we go. Good old cork bottle. So I am drinking a uh, John E. Fitzgerald Larceny Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. On the rock. Yes, sir. And I'm going back to old faithful Miller Lite. That's <laughs> for you, Josh. Yeah, so what have you been up to? Uh, watched a few movies this week. Um, still chugging along with some TV shows. 
Uh, so me and the, the girlfriend watched probably one movie that everybody has watched in the past two weeks and talked about. <laughs> that is uh, The Social Dilemma. I have not watched it. You have not watched it? I refuse to watch it because I'm on social media way too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like everyone knows that everyone it's like the garment and you know all these social media places are like watching you but like this movie like really opens your eyes and like really makes you like want to delete shit but you won't so well bettina did yeah she's really instagram <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it was good um it's kind of like a drama as well like it wasn't like a full like documentary but yeah it was pretty interesting nice um, and then we continued with our documentary watches, and we watched uh, RBG, that is the uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg oh, yeah. documentary on uh, Crave. Yeah, yeah um, I've seen it on there. It's good. She actually just unfortunately just passed away, I think, last week yeah. or the week before. Yeah. And uh, Bettina, she's a paralegal, so she like knows all about Ruth and everything she's done. And mm-hmm. so it was really good, though. She was a badass, man. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, we watched uh, Invisible Man, nice. uh, my second viewing, Bettina's first viewing. She, she really liked it. Um, I liked it as well. Uh, not as scary the first time I watched it because you kind of like, ah, no one shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But still good uh, nonetheless. And then finally, I don't know if I want to mention it now or when we get into it. Ah, fuck it, I'll do it now. I, In preparation for this, I watched the original Resident Evil. Okay. Um. I don't know. I'm going to give my thoughts on it now. Or sure. Yeah. It's fucking awful. <laughs> uh, no holds barred. It does not hold up now. Like <laughs> the first one, the first right, one. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say awful, but I was very disappointed. In it. It's been a long time since yeah. I watched it. So I'm, um, yeah. Like the CGI is terrible. Like, Oh my God. So bad. Uh, the acting's terrible. Like, uh, I don't know. The story doesn't make any goddamn sense. At least that's Michelle Rodriguez in it. She's pretty badass. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Like, the one scene in the hallway, like, you'll never forget that one scene. With the lasers. lasers. Yeah, yeah. Like, super cool, but I just... uh, It's not a fan of it. I don't know, man. Maybe, uh... Maybe we'll have some similar thoughts on this one too, then. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, that's all I've watched. All right, cool. Uh, I watched a movie called Grizzly, which is like from the seventies, and it's like basically a Jaws movie, but with a giant ass bear. Yeah, I saw your post. Yeah, and uh, I've always seen it like everywhere. I think it's yeah. on. Um, I think it's on Shutter, and I saw it on like Tubi. Yeah, I was gonna say Tubi. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's not a great movie by any means, but it was it was a fun enough watch, I guess. Was it a real bear? No. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> was there a man inside it? But there possibly, yeah. An 18-foot man. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I watched Edward Scissorhands. Nice. After listening to uh, It's a Horror Podcast, Tim Burton episode, I really wanted to watch it. Um, I started watching The Haunting of Hill House again. Just in preparation of uh, nice. the haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. Yeah, Bly Manor. Yeah. Um, I also started watching Ratched on Netflix. Right. I've only watched one episode. I don't okay. know if I'm going to continue with it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Everybody's like raving about it, but I don't know if it's my cup of tea or not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I was texting you the other night about a movie, or the other day, I guess, about a movie that I haven't watched in like 
over a decade. Yeah. Uh, doesn't hold up. <laughs> um, but uh, fear.com. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember that movie. I think, yeah, it was on Prime. I was browsing through Prime and it just like came up. I was like, oh, shit. I used to love this movie. Uh, it fucking sucks now. <laughs> I do not recommend. I couldn't pay attention to it. It was just oh, fucking man. terrible. That's hilarious. And lastly, I watched The Last Circus, which mm-hmm. is an Italian, I guess, horror comedy in a sense. But it was one of the movies that I got from uh, the Extreme Horror Replays um, giveaway that okay. I won. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Whenever it first started, I was just like, oh, this movie it's probably going to suck. And like five <laughs> minutes into the movie, there's like this crazy ass scene. And I was like, all right, I dig this. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, it, it turned out to be pretty good. Like I was pretty, um, pretty into it the whole time. It's fucked up and it's a weird ass story, but it's good. Cool. And yeah, that's it. I let you borrow it. So I guess yep. we'll see if you watch it by next week. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll head on over to the podcast. Shout outs. <clears throat> Um, starting off with our boys at It's a Horror Podcast. They're uh, currently taking a little bit of a break. Um, I don't think too long, though. No, I don't think I, so. From what I read. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it gives everybody a chance to catch up if they need to. Um, I definitely highly recommend their latest episode on Tim Burton. Yeah. Brooke, I know you do, too, yeah. Uh, next up is our boy Daniel from the Creepy Crap Podcast. He just released an episode on the movie Derailed. You can find that on Amazon Prime because that's where I watched it. And uh, I don't recommend watching it, but uh, definitely listen to the episode. Uh, Next is Michael from We Love Horror. Uh, He hasn't put anything out in a little while. Uh, I don't know how long it's been. Maybe two weeks. Probably three weeks. Two or three weeks, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, his latest episode was on Jeepers Creepers 2, which was a follow-up from uh, his episode that he did on the first one a while back. Yep. And lastly is Chuck Goes to the Movies, and he just released an episode on the Canadian horror comedy classic, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Very excited to listen to that one. Me too. Um, did it drop, or did he just announce it? I think it came out today. Okay, yeah. I was working today, so I didn't really, wasn't really on social media a lot. <clears throat> and that's it. You got anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, cool. Let's hop into this. Let's do it. So, like we said in the intro, this week we're talking about Resident Evil Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, starting off with the synopsis, which was... Um, before you get into that, okay. I was going to do a little Resident Evil 1 recap. Okay, sure. It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It's a sequel, so... Definitely, yeah. Cool. All right. So, yeah, this is the uh, follow-up to the original Resident Evil. This came out two years after the first one. Um, 2002 was the first one was released, and then 2004 was Apocalypse. So basically a short little synopsis-ish thing I wrote up for the first one. 
So our main character, Alice, wakes up in a mansion. She gets taken in by a military military team. They take her into a place called the Hive to destroy the Red Queen. Uh, The Hive is owned by the Umbrella Corporation. And they have manufactured the T-Virus. They're basically the biggest uh, chemical company in the world, pretty much. Are they considered chemical warfare? Or I think so, yeah. yeah. So this T-virus gets released in the hive. You find out that she worked for Umbrella Corp and that someone... Um, and gave someone a sample of the virus to pretty much shut down Umbrella Corporation. Uh, the T-virus turned everyone in the offices into the living dead. The military team pretty much gets taken out. And you learn that the one guy named Spence, he was the one who released the virus. Uh, Matt and Alice, who are husband and wife, I believe, they make it out. And then at the end, Matt gets taken to the Nemesis Project. And Alice gets taken away for testing. She then escapes into Raccoon City. And that's pretty much the gist of the first one. And then, like, right at the start of this one... I think it's 30 days after what happens in the, in the first movie. So yeah, the synopsis, Alice wakes up in the raccoon city hospital after the area has been overrun by zombies and must now make it out of the city before a nuclear bomb is dropped. So I feel like that's not accurate. I know. Synopsis. I know (laughs) I read it and I was like, this is kind of poop. Um, but that's what was there. It was either this one or like a two paragraph synopsis, which I wasn't about to read. Um, But yeah, not exactly what is fully going on, but you'll hear the rest of it after. Yeah. Uh, It was directed by Alexander Witt. And this is his only full length movie director credit. Um, But he has worked in the camera and electrical department on 62 projects, including Bird Box, Infinity War, uh, 007 Spectre, Terminator Genesis, Hercules with The Rock, and uh, Skyfall, and like a shit ton of others. Maybe stick to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you can run a camera doesn't mean you should direct. Nope. But uh, yeah, more on our thoughts later. <laughs> um, moving on to the cast is uh, Mila Jovovich um, coming back with her role as Alice. She's also, or she's obviously all throughout the Resident Evil franchise. Um, she's in The Fifth Element, The Fourth Kind, uh, the new Hellboy movie, and A Perfect Getaway. And also wanted to mention uh, Dazed and Confused. Oh, good call. Uh, Zoolander. I yeah. thought she was hilarious in Zoolander. I forgot she was in Zoolander. <clears throat> and then I was looking at her like upcoming projects, and she's in a movie called Corto Maltese. Okay. Who is actually the director is Christopher Gans. Oh shit! Yeah, he just did Silent Hill. Really discovered. Hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, do you like her as an actress? I do. I don't think she's attractive, but <laughs> no, that's, I'm just talking as an actress. Uh, um, yeah, she's all right. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know. I like. I feel like I used to like her, and then I watched this movie, and I was like, I, I really don't like her. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I like a lot of the movies that she's in. Right. Like The Fourth Kind was good. Fifth Element. Uh, Days and Confused is one of my favorite movies ever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Uh, next up is Sienna Gui- Galori or Guiori. I don't know. Never heard of her before. <laughs> but uh, she played Jill Valentine. Um, she is known for Stan Lee's Lucky Man, uh, Aragon, The Time Machine, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And I was browsing through the trivia uh, on IMDb. Did you look through it at all? Uh, for this movie? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Like I saw... Well, go ahead. All right. So to prepare for her role as Jill Valentine, she bought a PlayStation 1 console and a copy of the game to study Jill's character. Yeah. And she also based her movements of Jill by watching the way she moved in Resident Evil 3, which was Nemesis. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, There's another thing too. It's about her, but it, I mean, it's, I don't know. At one point in the movie, she's holding her waist like she's in caution mode, which is like one of the different health uh, tiers like or statuses in the okay. game. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was That's a hilarious. little homage to the games. Um, but anyways, next up is Oded Fear, and mm-hmm. he played Carlos. And uh, I knew I recognized him, and then I looked at his IMDb, and I was like, okay, that's where he's from. Yeah, me too. Uh, the Mummy and the Mummy Returns. And then he was also in Deuce Bigelow, which I thought was amazing. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and this guy's actually, like, trained in Israeli military, too. So, like, yeah. he's fucking good with a gun. And lastly, I had to put Mike Epps in here. Fuck yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad you did. I was browsing through the cast and I was like, ah, uh, yeah, it's Mike's turn. Yeah. Um, but he played LJ. Um, I mean, if you don't recognize Mike Epps, then do you even watch movies? Yeah. Uh, he's from The Hangover. Uh, one of his more recent roles is Dolomite Is My Name, mm-hmm. which you've seen. Yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Uh, he's in The Last Black Man in San Francisco, um, Uncle Drew, and obviously the Friday franchise. Mm-hmm. I also want to say uh, All About the Benjamins. Yeah. I used to watch that movie so much it's in, a good uh, one. in high school. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Him and Ice Cube. Yeah. Oh, and he was also in um, How High. Yes. With uh, Red Man <laughs> and Method Man. Yeah. What was his name? Baby Powder, I think. Yeah. Fuck, it's so funny. Yeah, like I didn't look at the cast before watching this, so whenever Mike Epps showed oh, up, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" <laughs> yeah, I forgot he was in this. He's in the like in a couple of them too. He is. Yeah, he is. Uh, okay, that's all I got. Is there anyone else that you wanted to? No, I don't think so. All right, let's discuss this shit. Let's discuss away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we are covering Resident Evil Apocalypse. Don't ask, just fucking listen. <laughs> So it starts with uh, Alice doing a recap of the first movie, basically. Uh, then we see like a weather update happening. Raccoon City does like news anchors. And I'm guessing this is before like everything happened in yeah. the first movie. I feel like this part was really weird. It was. It had like four different like locations. Yeah. It was like hive entrance under the city. Shows like hazmat suit guys like scanning for the T-virus. Then you see just these like red dots coming up and you just hear people start dying from the zombies. Yeah. And then it cuts to Ravensgate Bridge entrance to Raccoon City. <laughs> and it has like people gathering around saying like something's happening, something's happening. 
Then it jumps to, again, it's like Raccoon City, <laughs> junior school. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and you see just this like car crash happening, this like little girl in the back, and she's like upside down. You see like her hand move, and then it cuts to like 13 hours later. Yeah. It's such a weird opening. It was. So now... Uh, we meet uh, Jill Valentine. You see all these news reports about her being suspended and stuff like that. Then it cuts to this cop station and Jill's in there and just all these fucking cops start getting attacked by these zombie convicts. <laughs> and I was like really fucking confused because it's like this whole movie is just so confusing. Because like how did these pe- these people get infected like the convicts, but like yeah. not the cops. Like, I don't yeah, understand. I don't so the Jill just starts pulling the gun and starts shooting them all. And the cops like pull the guns, like shoot and start like <laughs> pointing them at her. It's like, what the fuck? And then Mike fucking that shows up. And I was so pumped for this. I was like, Oh my God, I missed this guy. So he plays LJ. Uh, so now Alice is waking up and it's kind of like shows from the end of the first movie. Yeah. Uh, for like going through, um, they are evacuating people from the city on uh, on a bridge, and then it cuts to this lady running away from the zombies, going up this like high rise building. And uh, throughout like the whole movie, they don't even like show the zombies that much. No, they don't. It like kind of like slows it down a bit, and like yeah. you know, it's like blurry and shit. Like I don't know like, if they just don't want you to see the zombies or something yeah i found that weird because in the first one like you see them a lot don't you from what i can remember yeah yeah you do yeah yeah i found it weird and uh so she gets bit a bunch and she, she still like makes it out um onto the roof and she's like run away and there's a helicopter and you see carlos with his like swat team i don't know who they work for exactly but uh he's like all right we gotta save her he's like go down go down and then they're like no we don't have time she's already too far gone yeah He's like, no, I got this. And just like, <laughs> but, like jumps out, like, like an arms out to the side, like yeah. slow motion. Like he's this badass guy. <laughs> so dumb. And then he like lands on the building and starts like taking up the zombies, shooting them. And they're all dead. And then he turns to the girl and she's like, oh, it's, I'm dead already. She's like, I've seen what off. happens whenever you turn or something yeah. like that. It was like that whole like fucking little montage was so pointless. Yeah. <laughs> we take a minute to uh talk about how fucking terrible the russian accents were from nikolai and yuri oh don't worry i'm getting okay good yeah (laughs) i'm getting to that so uh it cuts back to the bridge and this is where you meet sergeant payton he uh he's friends with jill and everyone's like trying to get off the bridge at a raccoon city and uh he gets bit in the leg and the main villain guy, I don't even know what his name is, but, uh, the doctor is he, well, he's one of the doctors, well, I guess. Yeah. Cause there's like fucking four different doctors yeah, in this movie. Timothy Kane, I think. Yeah. Famous. Yeah. But I think he's like the main lead <clears throat> doctor for the umbrella corporation. Yeah. And, uh, so Sergeant Payne gets bit in the leg and then, um, he decides to seal the gates, like the head of the umbrella corp. So he's pretty much like, Tells people to, like, get back, and he starts, like, pointing the guns at the people, and they're going to start shooting. So, like, Jill starts, like, telling people to get the fuck back. And uh, so this is where we meet Dr. Ashford, and he's in a wheelchair. His daughter's one crash, and what the fuck is this guy's accent? 
Yeah, because like his, his accent was super weird too. Like it was terrible. Yeah, and his like his daughter, she's British, like, and she has mm. a British accent. Yeah. Um, fuck, I can't remember what his name is. The actor, I don't even know. Like he looks recognizable. Yeah, but uh, I just thought the accent was so. Oh yeah, bad. it was terrible. All the accents in this movie just should have not been in this. Movie. Oh yeah, like the two guys that are with Carlos, like his little two compadres there. Yeah. So bad. Like I cannot <laughs> stop laughing. And uh Yeah, so this guy is English. Like is he? he's from England. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck accent he was trying to go for. But it was bad. Yeah. So Dr. Ashford is like in this little fucking pen thing in a wheelchair, has this computer on his lap. He's looking looking at all the cameras around Rocky and City. And the, the computer looks so bad. <laughs> like, it looks straight out of, like, fucking, like, 90s fucking movie or something, like. Ah, oh, this movie's not too far out of the 90s. Oh, 2004 <laughs> is pretty far. Uh, so he sees Alice, like, walking down the street. He's like, oh, who can save my daughter? It's like, how does he know that his daughter's alive? Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't understand. So now Alice uh, breaks into a gun mart, I guess. Mm-hmm. She just, and then she starts like having this like meltdown and like flashbacks. And there's just like so many fucking weird sequences and flashbacks during this whole movie. Yeah. That are like unexplained. Yeah. So Jill is with uh, Sergeant Peyton and a reporter. Uh, she doesn't matter enough to know her name. <laughs> <laughs> so they make it to a church. There's a guy right already there, and he has like a gun. He's like, "Oh, I'm already fucking here. This is my spot." Yeah. And uh, then this priest comes out of nowhere. He's like, "Where the hell did this guy come from?" <laughs> so Jill like hears a noise, and there's also like some thing like fast like moving all around the the church. Yeah. And uh, Jill goes and sees what this noise is, and he, she finds this lady, and it turns out to be the priest's sister, who's a zombie, yeah. and he's been like feeding her and shit like that. Yeah. There's like fucking. Um, arms and legs and shit sprawled yeah. out all over. And uh, so she like tries to kill the sister, obviously, and then the priest like jumps in the way and he ends up getting bit by his sister. <laughs> it's like, fuck. It's why you never keep zombies. Yeah. So they're in like the main church and there's this big fucking thing in there with them. Uh, it looks like the same monster from the first movie. I don't know if you remember the uh, the monster from the first one. It was like on the train. It has like a long tongue yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, they're called liquors. Oh, okay. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, so it's in there with them. There's actually three of them. And mm-hmm. so they're like running away, shit like that, trying to shoot it. And then they run. Both of them run out of ammo. And then fucking out of nowhere, Alice just comes crashing through <laughs> a fucking glass on a motorcycle. And then it just starts kicking ass. It's like. Bitch, you just <laughs> couldn't fucking move or walk. Yeah, it's like how for one, how do you learn to ride a motorcycle in such a short time? And then she just kicks all these monsters' ass, like just shoots them with a shotgun, fucking catching their tongue, doing all this shit. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck, man? As soon as this scene happened, I was like, I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, like she busts through this glass ceiling, and then before she starts fighting them, she fucking uh like skids to a stop on the motorcycle and then she's just like standing there staring at like all the other people that are in there fucking throws it into gear and just cranks on the throttle Mm. yells move and everybody scatters and then she 
jumps off the bike and it fucking goes flying into this liquor. I was like, I don't think that's how motorcycles work. <laughs> no. Like you just had to melt down and now you're just <laughs> fucking Terminator or something. Yeah. Oh man. It just happened way too. Yeah. Like there was no time <laughs> in between like her mental breakdown and this. Yeah. Where like, she just fucking kick out, kicks ass. Like yeah. just like that. So she kills all the liquors. Everyone survives except for the priest and, oh, and, and uh, the guy that was in there, he gets, I doesn't even really show it. Like he's by himself and he has a gun. You see like the liquor tongue, like come around his neck and then mm-hmm. it's just, that's it pretty much. And these liquors looked terrible. They look awful. They do look better than the 2002 version. Yeah. But still not good. So now we go meet up with LJ He's riding around in his uh, fucking car, and he, <laughs> he drives by these zombie prostitutes, and he just yells out, hey, you still looking good, baby. I'd spend $5 on your stinking ass. <laughs> oh, fuck. And uh, then he, like, gets out, and he I think he starts getting attacked by some zombies. And then out of nowhere, Carlos and his team, like, come out, and then like Carlos is just this pro knife thrower, like just fucking throws a knife and instantly kills a zombie. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? So now Alice and co are walking through a graveyard. Um, Smart spot to be walking around with uh, the fucking walking dead. I know. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and Alice notices that uh, Sergeant Peyton was bit. So she like pulls out the gun and points at him. And then instantly, Jill just goes, what do you think you're doing? And it's like so bad. Oh, my God. It's like the acting in this is terrible. Yeah. And they're like pointing the guns at each other. And then all of a sudden, fucking zombie rises from the grave and bites or almost bites a reporter's leg. And all of a sudden, these zombies just start coming out of the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't understand how this infection works. Like. Yeah, like how are how are the dead that are already buried getting infected by this? Yeah, unless it's like somehow getting in the soil. But how's it I getting know, in the? But soil? then, like the convicts at the at the police station, yeah, like they just turn into zombies. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It seems like they're just doing it all just for the action and shit, like yeah. that. And that's one thing I'm going to talk about later on too. Yeah, me like, too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand like how. Rain. And so they sort of start kicking these zombies' ass, and Alice is just sitting there fucking spin-kicking every fucking zombie. <laughs> I was like, you have a shotgun on your back. Why yeah. are you using it? And uh, pretty much like her and like Jill keep doing like outdoing each other. Yeah. And then it cuts to the uh, the main doctor guy, and pretty much says, like, Nemesis program initiating. And... Um, and then it cut, and like I don't really, like really get like the game plan of like the doctor, like what is Nemesis, like what's its job? Yeah, because like the nuke is gonna be the one to wipe out the whole city. Yeah, that's true too. I never even thought of the, like about the nuke, but I, like that's why I was asking like if they're chemical warfare, like if this is something that they're like this Nemesis program, like are they trying to sell this to the government or the right. military or something yeah. like that? They don't really ever explain that. No. Or anything. Yeah. So now we meet, uh, go up, meet up with Carlos and uh, with Yuri and 
Nikolai. Nikolai. And like we said before, their accents are so bad. Like so bad. They would be like German one point and then like switch to like English. And like it's just like all yeah. over the place. Like just terrible Russian accent. Yeah. The one guy looks like one of the fucking Backstreet Boys. He does. Uh, Brian. And then at one point, like it almost looked like I couldn't tell if like their voices were dubbed over. Oh, maybe that's why. Like, I don't know. It seemed weird. Like at some points, like, I don't know. But, uh, and then you see these two crates drop from helicopters. So they go like investigate and the crates are like empty and they had uh, weapons um, inside them, but they're gone. <laughs> they walk up to them and they're like, um, oh, what are these? And then Carlos is like, they look like weapons crates. <laughs> like, no shit, dude. They have the full outlines of all the weapons that were in them. Yeah. And I think they like briefly get attacked and then Carlos just gets bit. And then he just like, ah, there's <laughs> like, doesn't even give a fuck. Yeah. He's like, whatever. Now LJ is like walking down the street and you see this like sniper dude, like up in this theater and he's like sniping zombies and shit like that. Kind of like from, uh, Dawn of the dead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he sees like LJ and like puts up the scope and then LJ sees him. He's like, Oh shit. But then she's like a zombie behind him. Yeah. And so LJ like walks in the theater. There's all these fucking, they're called stars. Yeah. It's like abbreviation. I'm not sure what the fuck it stands for. Uh, special tactics, special tactics and rescue squad. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so he like goes up and like all these guys have guns and then <laughs> LJ is just like, Pulls his shirt to the side, has like two guns. He's like, motherfucking my shit's custom. <laughs> <laughs> because they tried to hand him like a sniper or yeah. a rifle or something. So now Nemesis shows up and he just has this like massive fucking rocket launcher. <laughs> just like huge guy, like can barely walk. Is like, like you said in the last episode, has like no lips. Yeah. And I don't think he has eyes really either. Not really, no. And, uh, so the main doctor for Umbrella, he like puts in the computer to get pretty much uh, order Nemesis to kill all the stars, which like, because I guess Umbrella Academy is like the bad guy in this. Umbrella Academy. I knew I was going to fucking say that at one point. <laughs> Even Bettina asked me, she's like, is this, is Umbrella Academy like a part of this? I was like, no, it's just no. coincidence. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't get like why the Umbrella Corporation is sending Nemesis to kill the people who are rescuing people in the city. Like, because I think Stars is like basically like the rebellion against Umbrella. Maybe I think that makes sense. But still, uh, so Nemesis just fucking goes ham and all these guys and LJ's like in the middle and he's still alive. I don't. I didn't get that. No. Like, Nemesis opens fire with a rocket launcher and a fucking minigun. Yeah. Mows down every other person, and Mike Epps is just standing there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then he, like, has his guns up and has, and, like, the camera. Um, it's like, uh, fucking danger evaluation yeah. or whatever. And it's like, oh, minimal. And then he puts, like, the guns down. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, uh whatever yeah it's almost like that scene in uh terminator terminator yeah, yeah. Like at the start mm-hmm. and then like as nemesis is walking away lj is like yeah motherfucker i know you want to do shit <laughs> <laughs> i was expecting nemesis to turn back around yeah but... me too me too so this is where we learn that uh 
the Umbrella Corporation did something to Alice. They pumped her full of the T-virus. They're like walking through the city. All these phones like keep ringing and stuff like that. They finally they pick one up and it's Asher on the other end. And he pretty much says that he, that they're going to nuke the city and he knows a way out of the city, but he wants her to find his daughter first. Yeah. So now it cuts to Arc, Arclay overpass and they're kind of like walking over the overpass and then Nemesis shows up and shoots Peyton. Does that out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. And then Alice and Nemesis start like fighting and it kind of like feels like a boss fight yeah. like in the video game. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, they're like kind of like going back and forth and like Alice is fucking hopping around like she's fucking Luigi or something. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, like, they, like, have this fight sequence. She, like, just pretty much... She can't do anything against him, basically. Yeah. She just, like, runs away and then, like, falls into this garbage chute. And the nemesis just, like, gets ordered to, like, oh, stop chasing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Jill jumpstarts a car. And she is... I don't think she's with Alice at this point. Uh, I don't think so. No. And uh, Peyton turns into a zombie, and then Jill kills him. And she's like in the car with J- with uh, the reporter, and they drive by LJ, and he hops in the car with them. <laughs> and, uh, it just seems like everybody is like exactly where they need to be at every single time. Yeah. Like, how did Nemesis get from where he was to here? How did LJ get from where he was to yeah. here? Yeah. It like jumps around so much. Yeah. Like, why would LJ go in the same direction that Nemesis went? Yeah, that's true. So they get to, I think, the school because, like, outside yeah. of it has like a police truck and it has like a canine unit. Mm-hmm. So they get into the school, and Jill decides that they're going to split up. Um, they give the she gives the reporter a gun, and the reporter pretty much says, "Oh, I don't know how to use this thing." And she says, "I'll oh, just point and shoot." Yeah, point and pull. Yeah. So uh, LJ is like down on one of the floors in this like science room kind of thing and he gets scared by this fucking like skeleton in the closet (laughs) and then there's a bunch of like zombies in there and then carlos ends up saving lj and the reporter is up in another room and she's like kind of searching around and she sees this girl in there like faced away from her Mm-hmm. She goes up to her and then she like turns around and there's just all these fucking kids there now. Yeah. And they just fucking start eating her. It's like, where the fuck do these kids come from? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So then Jill goes into that room and like all the kids are gone. So I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then like Angela, Asher's daughter just magically in there now. It's like, <laughs> I did not understand that. Um, so Jill and Angela are down in, I think, in another room. We're in that room, and the uh, the Doberman dogs show up. They were in the first movie as well. Yeah, and so I kind of liked this scene a little, like because yeah. Angela turns around and she's like, "Oh," or like she says something like, "Oh no, they're here," and then uh, uh, Jill makes reference to like the zombies that are wandering around. She's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, don't worry, we can run past them." And Angel's like, no, not them. I mean them. And she points to the dogs. Yeah. And they're fucking yeah. crazy. Because they're not CGI. Like, they're actual yeah. dogs. And they just have makeup on. Yeah. Which is fucking yeah. cool. And I guess it was like, I was reading the trivia, and I guess it was pretty difficult 
to film these scenes because the dogs kept getting like disturbed by the makeup. Yeah. Got, like lick it off or kick off. Yeah. So it was like hard to film shit. Um, <clears throat> so Jill's like about to get killed by the dogs and then Nikolai shows up and kills a couple of the dogs. And then he just like kills a dog and he's just like, stay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and his fucking accent, man. So, so bad. bad. But then Nikolai ends up getting killed by uh, by the fucking Doberman. Yeah. So then now Jill and Angela are in the cafeteria and they're kind of hiding from all the Doberman dogs. And then the cafeteria lady like sneaks through like under the oven or something like that. Yeah. Like almost kills them. But then Jill ends up killing the cafeteria lady. And they're like running away from the dogs. And she's like, hold, I think holding An- Angela. She like has a match and like lights it. It's like all slow mo. She like throws it back, and you see like Alice come walking out like a badass with a cigarette, <laughs> and just like throws it. And then Jill like grabs it like a fire blanket and like covers them both. And it's like I don't think that would fucking work in an explosion. I doubt it. Yeah, that's like fuck so it's so bad. Um. <clears throat> so we find out that Angela is also infected on a massive level. Uh, her dad, Dr. Ashford, infected her with the T-virus when he first invented it. And he, she had to walk in crutches because she couldn't, like, didn't have full movement in her legs, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he gave her the T-virus, and then he ended up getting, like, arrested or something like that. I'm yeah. not too sure. So now there's a helicopter being prepared um, to get, I think, out of here out of raccoon city at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then the main doctor of umbrella corporation, he shows up and captures them all. And then they, it like kind of jumps around a bit. Like I was kind of lost at this part. Cause they end up at like the headquarters, I think. Yeah. Of umbrella. And, uh, Alice isn't with them yet. And then like, they're all like at the bottom, like getting taken away. And all of a sudden, like, Alice is, like, like, the very top of the fucking building. And it's like, who are you, fucking Batman? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she has, like, these guns. And then she just, like, hops off the building and starts, like, running down the building. But yeah. it looks so bad. <laughs> and then she gets to the end. And, like, the fight scene is, like, so uncoordinated. And, like, it will, like, she'll be fighting someone. And they'll, like, show her hand with a knife. But, like, that's all it will show. Yeah. And it doesn't show her, like, choreography or anything like yeah. that. I I feel like I've read that she does her own stunts too. I believe it. I don't know if it if I'm just making that up or not, but I feel like I've read that. Mm. So I mean, like if she's doing her own stunts, she can probably do these fight scenes too. You would think. Yeah. So they almost get away, but they get caught again. Then they're like in the middle of this fucking plaza by the headquarters, and then Nemesis and Alice start like fighting again, and. Uh, Alice is like getting a bunch of kicks in. Or are they fighting at this point? Because uh, uh, yeah. the doctor shoots Ashford. Does he shoot him after? Um. Yeah, I think it was after. Yeah. No, I think he it? like tells him to fight, and then oh yeah, Alice and is sh- like, no, like I'm yeah, not going yeah, yeah. to, and he's like, okay, and just fucking shoots Ashford out of nowhere, and he's like, well, he said something like. What if I told you that I'll kill every one of these people 
if you don't fight him and she's like well what makes you think i care and then he shoots that's when he shoots ashford yeah, yeah. he's like he was my lead scientist or whatever yeah like, yeah so then uh ne- nemesis and alice start fighting and alice is just fucking keeps kicking him it's like fucking welcome to spin kick city bitch <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps like kicking him and like not really getting anywhere and then she like sees this broken you know he like, pulls a metal pipe off of a uh some something yeah and he starts like using it and then like the head doctor like throws her some like like a katana or katana or some fucking baton so it's like he's like what's the fucking point i think my theory because like nemesis looks like a fucking monster Hmm. whereas alice looks like a normal human being but they've both been infected with the t-virus so I'm it's different outcomes. I'm wondering if it's like different strains of it or something like that. And like mm-hmm. he's he wants to see which one's more powerful. Maybe. So that's why that he's having sense. them fight. Yeah. And like he gives her the katana, so it's more of a fair fight because mm-hmm. Nemesis has a weapon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my theory. It makes sense. So Alice sees that there's like a piece of metal sticking out of this uh the wall. So she just keeps like kicking fucking spin kicking them. <laughs> into the fucking uh, piece of metal and he gets impaled on it. And then the doctor pretty much tells her like, okay, finish it, like kill him. And then it goes like to Nemesis' eye mm-hmm. and he, like tears up a little yeah. bit. And she realizes that it's Matt from the first movie, which like, I don't, I don't know how she would know that, but. Well, she starts getting flashbacks too. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like, cause it was almost like whenever she, pushed him or something like that it's like his thoughts like moved into her kind of Mm -hmm. thing i don't know and then so the nemesis like gets himself off of the the piece of metal and then the doctor tells him to kill her but he ends up killing like all the other fucking soldiers around him yeah and uh so they all get into the helicopter except for nemesis and they're like about to get out of Raccoon City, and then they throw the fucking main doctor off the uh, helicopter, <laughs> and uh, and he's like down on the ground. He has like one bullet, I think, in his gun, and he's like about to kill himself, but then it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And the fucking zombie that kills him is Ashford. So mm-hmm. that was pretty funny. Yeah. So they're right away in the helicopter. They ended up nuking the city, and then like from the vibrations, I guess a piece of metal from inside the helicopter like breaks off. So then Alice decides to dive in front of Angela and just takes this fucking piece of metal through her chest. And it's like, it was so bad. It was. And uh, then the helicopter ends up crashing. So now we're in the Arclay mountains. Uh, This is where we see another Dr. Isaacs who was actually, uh, Guy from Game of Thrones. Ian Glenn. Is Ian Glenn. Yeah. Um, he's like the main doctor, like searching all the bodies and stuff like that. And they say basically that no bodies were found from the crash, only one person. And like at first I couldn't tell who it was because they looked like burnt to fucking crisp. Mm-hmm. But then like obviously it was Alice that survived. But it's like, how the fuck? Yeah. So now they're back like at their lab and like it's reading like a report about everything that's like happened and stuff like that. Um, Umbrella Corporation not being blamed. They're pretty much like covered up the whole thing. Yeah. 
uh, so Dr. Isaacs has Alice in this, in this like tub thing. And then he says like, Oh, let the purging process begin. It like empties out. And then Alice comes out and she's like, doesn't remember shit. She's kind of like lost stuff like that. Can't really mm-hmm. talk. And then he like asks her like what her name is. If she remembers, then he like walks away and she like has these flashbacks and stuff. <laughs> and Isaacs was the one that injected her with the, uh, the T virus. And then yeah. she's like, Hey, Dr. Isaacs, I remember my name's Alice. It's like, <laughs> duh, duh, duh. It's like they tried to end it being badass. <laughs> yeah. So then she just like starts kicking ass, shit like that. She doesn't kill Dr. Isaacs. He's still alive at the end. And she's like walking through the, wherever this lab is. And there's this like security guard on like a security room, like watching the cameras. And he sees Alice walking. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, radius for people. And then she like looks at the camera and then he just like starts like going, ah! he's fucking bleeding from his eyes and stuff. And it's like, what the fuck? He's so stupid. So I guess he dies from her looking into the camera. I don't fucking understand. So she makes it outside and Jill, LJ and Carlos come get her. And like this fucking SWAT car, they're like all got these guns and shit. And I guess LJ's like a full-blown cop now, I guess. I don't know, it goes from being a gangster to a fucking cop. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says, like, program Alice activated. And then, like, goes up to, like, this umbrella satellite in the sky. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the way the blood splatters. Yes. All right. If you haven't guessed by now... Uh, we don't like this movie. No. And I'm fucking sorry, man. Hey, man. It's all good. <laughs> I haven't watched this movie in so long, and I remembered it being really cool, but it came out in 2004, so I was 15 when it came out. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably why I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, this movie's fucking dog shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll just do our reviews. Yeah. Um, I give my story a 3 out of 10. And okay. I'm being generous. Yeah. It's probably like a two. Uh, it's no different than any other zombie movie, except like there's a nuke and there's an organization creating war machines. Everything else is the fucking same uh, group of people fighting zombies. <laughs> um, the script was fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, the pacing of the movie was all over the place. There's too many different groups of people like fucking here, there and everywhere. And then all of a sudden they're meeting up and then there's one person with this group and another person with this group. And like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm -hmm. Like this is either the smallest city of all time or I don't know. Alexander Witt just doesn't know how to make a fucking movie. (laughs) Uh, I like the idea of the virus being used to like create superhumans, but I don't understand why it affected Alice differently than it affected Matt. Yeah. Like, why does he look like he does? Why does she still look normal? Uh, That's never explained. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they are different programs because he's in like the nemesis program. That's true. So maybe it's different strains of yeah. the T-virus. Because I know he did get infected by a liquor in the first one. Did he? Oh, he did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. So maybe that's why. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Bad movie. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the quality I gave a 2.5. Um, I had it as a two and then like, as I was typing it up, I was like, okay, there's a couple of spots that were all right. Yeah. Um, the acting was so bad, like 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Mike Epps is probably the best part of this movie. Legit. 
none of the characters were believable except him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mila Jovovich tries way too hard to be overly badass, and it just comes off as fucking silly. Uh, so many scenes were like over the top and far fetched. Like yeah. that motorcycle scene. Oh was my so god! Fucking stupid. So man. bad. Um, and like sometimes I don't mind when movies do that. Like there's some movies that are just like crazy. But I feel mm-hmm. like those movies know that they're being crazy. This one, like, it, it it felt like it wanted to be a badass movie, mm-hmm. but it just failed. Um, I said you can tell it's the work of an amateur director trying to make it big by taking on, like, a huge franchise movie. Yeah. And he had absolutely no right to touch this yeah. movie, I don't think. Yeah. Um, some of the cinematography and camera work was cool. Like there was one scene where there was like a police riot helmet sitting on the ground and like the camera yeah. kind of zooms into it and then you can see like a zombie like coming towards it. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the fight scene between Alice and Nemesis was neat. <laughs> I like that neat. word. <laughs> neat. Uh, it wasn't great, but it was all right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- there's like nothing really good about this movie besides Mike Epps. Yeah. Yeah. And the dogs. Yeah. The dogs are cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about you? So, I gave the story a one out of ten. I figured as much. I, I did not understand any of this movie, like, apart from the T virus, like how it infects people, um, what people did, like, there's none of it, like, who people worked for. Uh, I think I hated this movie more than Mila Jovovich. Um, I read up that she. Did not like this movie at all. Yeah. Because she, the director went more of an action mm-hmm. rather than a story based. Yeah. He wanted to make it more like the video games. Um, Which I feel like they could have done, but like the video games aren't like this. No. Like there's no martial arts in the video games. No. You're very like slow moving and cumbersome and like yeah. you're a human being. And, uh, yeah, like the plot is like so all over the place. Like it just jumps from people to people. There's like so many plot holes. The script is awful. Uh, the characters are not interesting at all. Like even like Mike Epps' character. It's like, yeah, like I love Mike Epps. He's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's just this fucking random guy who just <laughs> shows up making yeah. these funny lines. His character like doesn't have a place in this movie. No. Like. But he's funny and he's good at it. Yeah. But it just like his character does not make sense mm-hmm. in this movie. And it's like like same as like Sergeant Peyton. Like we okay, we know that he knows Jill somehow. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they work together, but it's like I don't know. And um yeah, and like you have no idea like who works for who. Like does Carlos and his two guys they do they work for stars? Do they work for someone else? Like they used to work for Umbrella. Oh, okay. Because they were wearing the umbrella patches. Mm. And that Carlo, I think it was Carlos, he said something. Like somebody mentioned it to him and he said that they used to work oh, for okay. umbrella. But anyway. But still, yeah. And uh, for my quality, I gave it two out of 10. Um, only reason I gave it a two is because of Mike Epps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought the acting was horrendous, even from Mila. I yeah. thought it was bad. Yeah, she was really bad in this movie. Yeah. Like really bad. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if she just said, like, she wasn't getting what she wanted in the movie, so maybe she just said, fuck it. Maybe. Um, the CGI 
and the action was just a mess. Like mm-hmm. apart even like the dogs was fine because yeah. they weren't CGI. They were actually fucking dogs. Yeah. Well, Nemesis um, wasn't CGI either, which I thought was no, kind of cool. Because he had a sixty CGI pound costume well, on. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Okay, later. sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, um, uh, you don't really get to see the zombies very much. Like they don't really do much at all. Mm-hmm. And I thought Nemesis could be so much cooler. I mean, he was cool, but I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. He looked cool, but he was boring. Yeah. Like he was so slow and he just was. bulky. And he just like showed up and then just like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. But yeah, so one out of 10 for story and two out of 10 for quality. All right. You love this movie. Fuck yeah. I picked good. And I hope I never have to watch another Resident Evil movie again. Yeah, I think uh, I have. Yeah, you can on my shelf there. There's Resident Evil, and then there's an empty spot where this DVD was, and oh, there's yeah. Resident Evil Extinction. Yeah, I stopped after Extinction. Yeah, like I didn't even bother buying the rest of them because yeah. they're fucking That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, and like I used to love these movies. Like mm-hmm. when the first one came out, I thought it was so fucking good. Me too. Um, counterpoint. Yes. To Mike Epps being the only good thing about this movie. How yeah. about Kill Switch Engage on the fucking post? Oh, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> because, you know, in the first movie, you know what song plays at the end of the first movie? No. Fucking Slipknot. Oh, yeah. And Slipknot plays at the end of this one, too. Oh, does like, it? Like right after oh, okay. Kill Switch does. Yeah. Because I saw Kill Switch, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, okay. Yeah. Here we go. And I remember I had both of these soundtracks. Yeah. Because they were fucking amazing yeah. soundtracks. But yeah, uh, fuck, I can't remember what song it was from Kill Switch. Yeah, no, I'm glad, you, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. I yeah. wanted to mention that. <clears throat> that was another thing, like another point I wanted to put in my quality, mm. was that the music was good. All right, uh, so now, yeah, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they, those critics have scored it. So the critics' consensus, Resident Evil Apocalypse, has lots of action, but not much in terms of plot or creativity. What do you think the critics scored it, Brooke? It's got to be lower than Silent Hill. I forget what Silent Hills was. It was like 34. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say 29. 20. Damn. Even 20. Wow. On 132 ratings. Hmm. What do you think the audience scored it? I know I don't normally ask you that, but. Uh, fuck. I feel like people are kind of like us. Like when we first watched it, we liked it. But then mm-hmm. when we revisit. I'm going to say 68. They gave it a 60. Oh, okay. And on fucking IMDb, it has a 6.1, I think. Mm-hmm. And then like after watching it, I was like, how? Yeah. 6.2, sorry. On okay. IMDb. Like, and I was gonna save this for after scarier section, but I'll do it now. Okay. I had to look up the fucking budget on this movie. Oh yeah, true. Because like this movie came out in two thousand four, so I wanted to see like what other movies came out that year. Okay. To kind of like compare them. So, what do you think the budget was for this movie? Fifty million. You're close. Forty three million. Okay. It made one hundred twenty nine million at the box office. This the trailer for this movie too is one of the most played trailers on YouTube. I saw it. Eight point yeah. five million or yeah. something like that. Um, this next movie you're gonna mention, 
I mean, not really the same uh, genre. No, it's the same genre, but uh, Van Helsing. Okay. With Hugh Jackman, the budget for that was actually 160 million. Oh my god! Yeah, and it made 300 million. Wow, so it made a lot. Because um, I was like trying to compare, like to see like with the CGI and shit. Because yeah. like Van Helsing's like pretty decent. So that one's like kind of right off, but anyway, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Came out that year. Wow. The Another budget zombie movie. The budget for that was 28 million. Wow. Yeah, and it made 102 million. Dawn of the Dead looks so much better than this. I know, right? That's like why I wanted to look it up. <laughs> and another movie that came out that year, the last one I did, Shaun of the Dead. What's the budget on that one? I mean, wait. Guess. Uh, 12 million. Cut in half. Six? 6.1 million. Oh my God. Yeah. And those zombies look good. Yeah. So it's like, I don't fucking don't get it. Don't do CGI. No. There's the fucking problem. It's more expensive and it looks like shit. Yeah. It's like, fuck, man. Like these directors, they can do good things with not a big budget. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck. So, yeah. Anyway, let's continue. That's why Alexander Witt only has one directing credit. (laughs) Fuck, I hope he doesn't listen to this. (laughs) I hope he does. (laughs) Don't ever make another movie. Um, Okay. Yeah. Scare section. Let's head on over to it. I think I know your answer, but mm-hmm. what did you give it for a scare rating? I gave it a 1 out of 10. Okay. Um, I said I was more scared from the acting than the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How are you? Uh, I also gave it a 1 out of 10. And I'm just reading what I wrote. Yeah. And uh, I typed my notes up on my phone right. at work just because it was a slow day. So wasn't scary at all. It had horror elements, obviously, but overall, there was never a sense of fear. <laughs> the dogs would scare the hair out of me if I saw them in real life, though. <laughs> um, so, obviously, my phone auto-corrected yeah. shit to hair. That's hilarious. But, yeah. Um, nothing about this movie was scary except for, like, the dogs. Like, the dogs were fucking creepy yeah, looking. they in. were. Yeah. All right. Uh, what was your scariest scene? So, my scariest moment... Okay. Was when I was watching the first Resident Evil and realized I had to watch this piece of shit. <laughs> Which one did you like more? The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah Me definitely. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, I, yeah, Mila Jovovich was better in the first one. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't know what I was getting. Like, I kind of had a feeling because, like, the rating for this one wasn't as bad as, like, the first one. Okay. And uh, Bettina didn't watch this with me. And, like, she's, like, over behind me, like, reading her book. And I'm, like, watching the movie. It's, like, 15 minutes in. And I was, like, kept going, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is so (laughs) bad. And she's, like, laughing at me. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. That's why I messaged you and I was, like, fuck, I'm so mad that you picked this movie. (laughs) Was my own fault. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was hard to fucking no, pick another sure. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, like my scary scene was just the dogs, right. like in that classroom or whatever it is. Because uh-huh. everything else in this movie is garbage. And would you survive? I put yes, I would walk off the set. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this movie, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I went a more serious route. 
with that <laughs> question. Um, I said it depends on like what this question's asking. Like, would I survive a zombie apocalypse? Yeah, I think I could. I mean, I have the zombie survival guide. So, you do? Yeah. Yeah. I've put little sticky notes in it. Um, <laughs> so I think I think I'd be all right. Uh, now, if the question is, would I have survived a fight with Nemesis? I'm going to go with a big hard no. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I can't spin kick. And uh, no. yeah, I'm not infected with a T virus. So <laughs> I think I'm fucked. Yeah. All right. So like we said before, this is part two of our video game uh, face-offs, I guess. Yeah. Um, I never even really thought about that whenever I picked this movie. Yeah, but me either. Yeah, so just a recap from last episode, uh, Pyramid Head, uh, we both gave a 30 for strength. Um, I gave a 6 for dexterity and you gave a 5. Uh, I gave, or sorry, we both gave a 30 for constitution. Uh, I gave a 2 for intelligence, you gave a 5. Uh, for wisdom, I gave a 3, you gave a 5. And for charisma, we both gave a 1. Yeah, so not very high scores. No. Not really. He's strong as fuck, and that's about it. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to go first for Nemesis, or do you want me to go? Uh, You can go first. All right. So, for my strength, I gave him a 30. Fair enough. He's strong as fuck. Yeah. And he's big. Uh, Dexterity, I gave an 8. Okay. Um, Constitution, I gave a 23. Um, Okay. Because, like, wait, did I mix those two up? endurance okay so yeah i did that right then yeah so constitution i gave a 23 because like whenever they're fighting it almost seems like he slows down like a little bit yeah like he i don't know he just doesn't seem like he goes full bore the whole time um intelligence i gave a five um strictly on that little tear in his eye fair enough (laughs) like i feel like there's still some human in him Mm -hmm. um wisdom i gave a two and charisma, I gave a one. But I mean, who doesn't love that smile? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about you? Uh, so for my strength, I gave a 30 as well. The guy can literally take bullets and a pipe through his chest. That was another thing, too, that I meant to bring up. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. That's all good. He gets fucking shot at, like, a hundred times. Yeah. And then Alice fucking comes in and gives him a spin kick and he falls <laughs> into a fucking steel pipe. Yeah. I don't get it. Fair enough. Anyways. Um, Dexterity gave a 3 out of 10. Okay. Uh, he can't move very well. His caution weighed 60 pounds. That's very true. Uh, Constitution, I gave a 30 as well. Okay. Guy is a man-made machine. He's like a Terminator. Doesn't stop. Yeah. Intelligence, I gave a 15 out of 30. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, he remembers Alice, and he refuses to kill her. Yeah. For Wisdom, I gave an 8 out of 30. I put he knows not to kill Alice. And then for Charisma, I gave a 2 out of 30, just because he has a little sparkle in his eye when he's told to kill Alice. <laughs> <laughs> the little sparkle. All right. I think these are, yeah, these are easy enough. Okay, so for strength, they both tied mm-hmm. with 30. Um, for dexterity, Pyramid had 5.5, and Nemesis had, uh, had 5.5. What the fuck? Okay. 
two different scores. They both equaled 11, though. Huh. Uh, Constitution, Pyramid Head had 30. Nemesis had 26 and a half. Intelligence, Pyramid Head had 3.5. And Nemesis had 10. Wisdom, Pyramid Head had 4. And Nemesis had 5. Mm-hmm. Charisma, Pyramid Head with 1. Nemesis with 1.5. Damn. So Nemesis very narrowly wins. Very narrowly. And it's kind of the outcome that I was expecting. But Me too, a little bit, yeah. But only because, like, Nemesis uses that fucking rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could do some damage. Yeah, definitely. To Pyramid Head. But also with Pyramid Head, too, like, I was reading up on him a little bit. And he's like an entity, right? Oh, like okay. But I was thinking, like, if we take, like, if we, like, in the video game, in Silent Hill, you can defeat him. Yes. Right? So he's not, like, invincible. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what my thought process was. Fair with enough. But... Yeah, so Nemesis wins. Uh, that's a tie. That's a tie. Yeah, so three to one. Hmm. Nemesis wins. Cool. <clears throat> and yeah, so this is our last normal episode uh, until November. Um, next month, we have four um, special episodes lined up. Um, I'm going to be posting the schedule on Instagram so you guys can check that out. But uh, do you want to tell them what we're doing? Or First one. First one? Okay. Well. Oh, fuck it. Just tell them. <laughs> okay. So for the month of October, um, because obviously it's Spooktober, um, we have four different episodes with four different guests from other podcasts. And uh, we're taking movies that have been remade and we're going to have basically like a two-part episode but combined into one, like a, yeah. a two in one episode, right. basically uh, where we discuss the original movie and then the movie that it uh, got remade. Yes. And I guess compare and contrast and see which ones we like better and whatnot. But yeah, we're really looking forward to it. And uh, after this episode, we're going to have a little, uh, excuse me. Um, I don't know. Trailer, I guess maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> announcement yeah. Uh, of what the next episode is going to be. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, we're going to have the schedule put up on Instagram at some point. Yeah. But yeah, look out for it. We're really excited to do it. Um, there's some fresh, fresh faces that are going to be coming on, so it'll be fun. And yeah. So Brooke, you don't have to pick a movie this week or for a month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, if you guys want to find us on Instagram, it's, uh, podcast on elm street almost forgot her name for a minute um we're also on facebook uh if you click the link in our bio on instagram you'll find links to our patreon account and our t public account where you can support us in more ways than one um and get some cool shit while you're doing it yeah so head on over there uh shoot us a dm if you want to talk if you want to be on an uh, be on an episode with us uh yeah i think that's it yep All right. Take care, guys. See ya. What's up, Dream Warriors? Anthony here, internet darling and one-third of the horror and sci-fi podcast Porcelain Peak. Mark and Brooke here at a podcast on Elm Street were 
totally radical enough to let me join them for an episode where we'll be discussing the original Maniac from 1980 and the 2012 remake starring everyone's favorite little hobbit man. Keep an ear out for it, and remember, I told you not to go out tonight.